yeah, I think a lot of tourists are not going to go on, you know, bigger group tours with, you know, 25, 35 uh, people uh, cramped together on, on a bus. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 50th episode of The Low Season, a podcast about tour guides, tourism, and the future of travel. I'm Wouter Bernhardt, still a tour guide from Berlin, and when I started this show back in April, I had no idea we'd be so far along. 30 episodes from Berlin, 20 conversations with international guides, and more than 120 conversations in total over these past few months. I'm very excited that you're all still listening, and I've got a load of different ideas to lift the show even further. Now, I need some help to be able to do that, so in the coming month or two, I'll be trying to figure out what direction the podcast should go towards. For now, though, we're continuing with interviews with our fellow guides. Today's show is about Paul Johansson from Oslo. So uh, we're always kind of curious, why, why do people come here? Paul's been living in Oslo for almost 20 years, but is mostly on the road doing coach tours through Spain and Scandinavia. We speak about keeping your brand alive during the COVID times and the need for many of us to look for a different job. Here is Paul from Oslo. Have you have you already tried that to go to a restaurant, have a beer? Is that something you're looking forward to? You know, I, I haven't really done it. Uh, I have I have to say my kind of my social life has been really, you know, hit quite badly uh, since this uh, coronavirus started. I haven't really been socializing a lot. It seems like people are just you know kind of keeping to uh, to themselves or you know kind of to their closest family um, and so on. So I haven't been to a restaurant yet, but um, now as you know, the, the weather is getting warmer and uh, we have our national day also celebration on uh, on Sunday. So um, that might present an, uh, an opportunity. What, what are you celebrating? Uh, we're celebrating, uh, it's our constitutional day. So we signed our constitution back in uh, 18... 14 um when um, we had been under danish rule for about 500 years and um it was signed on the 17th of, of may and um, that's ba that's basically what we we celebrate that day it's um it's actually it's one of the biggest um, national day celebrations in europe what, what, what do you guys do uh we we do we do parades we uh, so it's it's a day for the children so uh, all over Norway, in every cities or every small villages, um, school kids they will go out um, in a parade, and then you know parents will join as well, and different uh, organizations, and there will be a lot of marching bands uh, and so on, and people you know wave the Norwegian flag and sing, you know, sing the national anthem and. Um, Eat a lot of ice and the hot dogs, and, um, it sounds, and <laughs> sounds like a wonderful day. It is a wonderful day, and uh, also people, those who have them, put on their their national uh, national costumes. So it's it's a very it, it probably sounds very I would maybe a bit nationalistic to um, you know to other <laughs> other Europeans, and and it is it is quite the like a nationalistic celebration. Yeah. Well, why do you think that? Um yeah, why do you think you're you're so into that? We we have King's Day, I think, in the Netherlands, uh, which is kind of similar. Everybody dressed in orange. Yeah, you know? maybe that's uh, maybe that's a bit of a similar approach. So it's uh, we, we'd have to touch on the on the World War Two 
uh, it has to do with uh, with that. Um, as I as I mentioned, uh, we got our constitution in eighteen fourteen. We had been under Danish rule for about five hundred years, and then um, as a consequence of the Napole Napoleonic Wars, uh, we were handed over as war booty to Sweden. So suddenly in eighteen fourteen, where we were under Swedish rule, uh, and that lasted until nineteen o five when we finally became an independent uh, nation, so quite a young, young nation. And then came the Second World War, and, you know, we were occupied um, for five um, years. And, um, you know, the uh, Liberation Day was on the 8th of May. And we already have had a big 17th of May celebration by then. But, uh, you know, after Liberation Day, it kind of took some days before, you know, they managed to get the big party organized. Uh, so it happened to coincide with the 17th of May and, and mm. the celebration kind of grew even bigger. So, so when we celebrate the 17th of May today, it's, it's not just uh, the Constitution Day. It's also kind of like a Liberation Day um, celebration. You, you are a guide in Oslo. Um, which is the capital yeah. of Norway. Um, I've been there. That's it's a right. very beautiful city. Uh, could you maybe talk a little bit about what the sort of themes are that you talk about on the tour? Um, yeah, what what do people come to to Oslo for? Um, you know, I'm 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 always surprised when people come here. <laughs> like I, think, <laughs> I think people from Oslo are very humble to to visitors because. Uh, a lot of people when they go to Scandinavia, they, they tend to go to, to Copenhagen and then, you know, next on the list is, is Stockholm and then, you know, Nor uh, Oslo is there as a good, uh, good number, number three. So, uh, so uh, we're always kind of curious, why, why do people come here? So um, I, th I think a lot of uh, the people who come here, they're interested in, you know, the Viking history. Um, you know, go to the, the Viking ship um, museum that we have. That's quite um, popular. Um, I think a lot of people also come here to um, maybe just see some good architecture. You know, we have a new opera house and and uh, kind of all of our waterfront has been, you know, redesigned, repurposed uh, the last uh, 10, 15 years. So there's, there's a lot of stuff going on it's uh it's kind of a very dynamic uh city uh right now so um so i think that's a that's a big attraction for for people as well unfortunately you're not able to guide at the moment um how, how have you been sort of mitigating your situation is there any financial help that you've been getting from the state uh, are you dipping into your savings oslo is not also norway in general not an, an inexpensive city it's quite it's quite yeah, expensive. Mm -hmm. How how have you been dealing with that? So um, in normal circumstances, so, so as a private contractor, when you lose your job, you're not you're not entitled to any um, any money for you know for any help from from the state. Uh, but because of the the crisis now, these these new circumstances, they've uh, they've made some exceptions. So people like me who have uh, my own small business as a private contractor. Um, I will receive 80% of my average business income, but based on 2019. So my my business income, which was my uh, my income minus my expenses. So so I receive 80% of that, and and that's that's a pretty 
it's a pretty good deal. It's pretty generous. And, yeah, I'd um, say so. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, and I'm I'm super happy with it. And um, I've been paying a lot of taxes, so it's it's kind of nice to to get something uh, you know good help now under under <laughs> during these times. So um, the the big question is, of course, like how long am I going to receive this? Um, uh, some people say until I've heard until October. Um, the problem is after October, the tourist season here is, is dead, uh, you know, until next year, pretty much. So, um, so, but, but for now I'm, I'm not complaining. Um, it's very, it's very generous, uh, support. Um, I just hope that it will last, you know, um, until tourism is kind of back, back again. So, so that means that you're not considering taking up another job in the meantime? Um, I am, I am, uh, I do some, I do like some web consulting, some search engine optimization. So I have some, some odd jobs here and there, um, that I do. So that will give me some income. Um, but I've also decided to focus more on my own business as well and try to, uh, develop my own travel business, um, because I used to take, you know, most of my work from an American company called uh, Rick Steves. Uh, but I also do my own private tours in, in Norway. So my plan now is to spend some time and try to you know, develop some new itineraries, um, you know, write some blog posts. And I started creating YouTube uh, videos uh, as well. And I'm going to do that now during during the summer and then in you know, probably in August, I'm going to just reevaluate the whole thing and, and see where I, where I will go from there. But uh, but I, I think it's important now to be kind of also be ready when when tourism starts to pick up again. And um, and I think also it's it presents a good opportunity for people who do like small private tours like I do because I think that's where the market is going to be. I think a lot of Tourists are not going to go on, you know, bigger group tours with, you know, 25, 35 uh, people uh, crammed together on, on a bus. So, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm trying to, you know, look at it on, uh, on the bright side. One of the one of the things, of course, very interesting at the moment is how is tourism going to come back? And my, one of my questions to you, uh, specifically because you're a guide that also did these coach tours, do you do you think these are going to come back anytime soon? Because I, I, in, intuitively, I feel being out in the open, having some distance from each other mm. is sort of the safest way to do a tour. Being in a coach, even with a couple chairs, distance from each other mm. for hours and hours on end, I don't know, it just doesn't seem feasible. No, I, I agree. I uh, As long as there is no vaccine... Um, I think there's a, there's a very small chance that these kind of tours will come back uh, anytime soon. So, uh, I mean, I mean, we're we're seeing a, a, like a total meltdown, you know, within in tourism, um, and it's going to be rebuilt, and it's going to look uh, different than uh, than what it did uh, before when when it starts to pick up uh, again. Because it, it, I feel that's a 
massive part of tourism, right? There, there's these, uh, I don't know, they're, they're not all from America, but a lot of them were. They're of a sort of, um, did I say, maybe 50, 50 years and older. They, they've uh, worked most of their lives. They got a bit of money saved. They can do a bit of traveling. Um, there were lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of coaches coming and driving through Europe. You, of course, got the cruise ship industry. That was a major boom also for, for Berlin. Um, it must have also been for, for Oslo and for Stockholm and the, all these other places. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's it's. I don't know exactly how, how people are going to replace their their income, you know, or how cities are going to do when that kind of tourism is not going to come back for a while to come i think yeah well i think i think it's just reality that probably a lot of people will have to go do something else you know change change sectors get get another kind of job uh get a new education um that's i think that's just the reality because uh, because the demand the demand is not going to to be there uh, i mean you have to remember that tourism was booming Tourism has been booming for the last, you know, at least the 10 years that I've been in, in the business. It's been booming. It's been going up um, every year. And, uh, and now we're on a, you know, on a complete meltdown. It's almost down to, uh, to zero, except for, you know, some local travel. So the demand is not there. There's no, there's no demand for all the people working in, in the industry. And it's not going to be there for, I think, a long time uh, to come. And uh, I think people uh, will have to um, kind of uh, adjust uh, to that um, and, and possibly find, you know, find other, other jobs, other things to, um, to do. I think that's just a consequence. Is is Oslo going to be particularly affected by the loss of tourism? I like I, I don't know exactly what percentage of the city um, is is sort of yeah is booming on tourism. I can understand many people were, will still go to Norway to just enjoy the great outdoors. You know that's that's a really nice aspect. But I don't know exactly about Oslo specifically. So you know Oslo is not like Rome or Barcelona or you know, Paris, there's not millions and millions of, of visitors coming here uh, every year. Uh, we don't we don't depend on tourism in, in the same way as they do in, in Southern Europe. So uh, it's that tourism goes down here in Oslo. It's it's not it's not the end of the world. Uh, you know, a lot of businesses will suffer, of course, but it's it's not it's not as big crisis as probably will be in in, uh, in other parts of uh, of Europe. Um, where where it is a crisis in in Norway is uh, more in the rural areas. Um, you know, like for example, you know we have a lot of fjords, and every year there have been uh, you know thousands and thousands of people coming to our fjords. Uh, many of them coming with uh, cruise ships. And, um, and of course, these, these small communities uh, out in the districts, as we call it, um, they're, they're suffering much, much more than, um, than I think businesses in, uh, in Oslo are. Yeah, what, what are you, you going to do in the next couple of months? What are, what are you working on? Well, um, I'm, I, I put a lot of time into uh, trying to have my own YouTube uh, channel. Uh, I'm trying to create one one video per per week that's my goal um so i'm trying to i will you know as strange as as it sounds i will try to grow my business 
at least in terms of, um, of followers and uh, an audience. Um, so that's something I'm, I'm going to put a lot of uh, time and, and effort into, and then hopefully. Well, what are your What are your vi videos about? It's basically about about Oslo. I make uh, videos about you know architecture and art, um, but I also do more kind of trivial themes. Like uh, like I made one here the other day, which is about how to make Norwegian waffles, uh, which I'm going to be the next one that I, I publish. So yeah, just a little bit everything about Oslo, and, and also I've done a couple of videos about you know the situation here now, kind of just walking through the streets, uh, showing what Oslo looks like. So um, it's going to be something for anyone who who's interested in uh, in Norway and, and Oslo, and you know maybe wants to come here and, and travel and. Um, it's it's all quite new to me so far, but um, I think there's there's some opportunities in when you, when you, when you make a lot of content and hopefully good content, then you know hopefully it will it will lead to something um, in in the future. Have you noticed your colleagues in Oslo also all making videos about Oslo? No, not really. I haven't. Okay, so <laughs> I'll keep it silent. Yeah, Paul. I'll yeah. Keep it all, I'll try it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, yeah. uh, Paul, I want to thank you so much for taking the, the time to, to talk to me. Um, yeah, I, I hope you have a wonderful national holiday uh, coming up. Thank you. Um, with lots of waffles and flags <laughs> and sure. uh, national costumes. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, maybe we can speak again in the future. Like, I'd love to sort of hear um, how your business has been flourishing or how you've sort of been. Um, yeah, doing your online things. So maybe we can chat again in the future. I hope we can. And uh, if you ever come up here, I'll, uh, I'll serve you some, um, some waffles. Awesome. Thank you so much, Paul. <laughs> have, a, have a great rest of your day. <laughs> Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. That was Paul Johansson from Oslo. If you want to see some of his videos, you should go and check out his YouTube channel. It has really grown since we last spoke. And I think his most recent one on boats and sailing has got over a thousand views. But obviously the one you should really check out is the one on waffle making. It's really entertaining and makes you crave waffles instantly. Per usual, I've linked to everything in the show notes. I'm kind of in the same headspace as Paul with regard to tourism coming back. And I think a lot of us are going to have to find other things to do than tour guiding. It's kind of a hard truth that I think many of us are not entirely ready for yet. And I actually feel a bit worried about that. Um, I hear many of my colleagues say, oh yeah, and tourism has collapsed and the industry is going to take a long time to recover. And this is, this is true. I think this is an, something that we all feel, but I hear very few of my colleagues then actually follow that statement up with, so here's my plan, or here's what I'm going to do, or here's the job that I'm going to take up in the meantime. The fact that I haven't heard that in many of my conversation is something that I take as an indication that many of us we're not entirely willing yet to, to accept that tourism and hence their job was going to come back anytime soon. So I, I do worry about that a little bit. We're back on Wednesday with Michal Neeschleba from Bratislava. It became so crowded with these cruise ships which got stuck there that people started forming human chains. We're refusing to let these people off the ship. The Low Season is produced by me, Wouter Bernhardt. Music is by Mark Schilders. Artwork is by CeCe White. 
Georgia Ryungu keeps whispering that I need to create more Instagram and Twitter content coming up. But for now, speak soon, my friends.